Welcome back. This is episode 24 of the Epic Epoch podcast. We are right in the middle of patch 0.9. Been playing for about two weeks at this point. We've got a very special guest joining us here today. So I've got my co-host as always with Dread. Thank you so much for being here. Appreciate that. And we also have Captain Lance underscore nine, straight up nine. Do I call you Lance? Do I call you Captain? What do you want to be called? Lance. <laughs> I'll call you Lance. But we have Lance over here from the world of Path of Exile. He's been playing a lot of Last Epoch recently. So Lance, mm -hmm. thank you so much for taking time out of the very end of your day, 9 p.m., to join us here on the podcast. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad I could come. I really like the uh, content you and Dread do with Last Epoch. So as I've been playing it and I've been enjoying it, I feel like it'd be fun to do this podcast with you guys. What? Last Epoch? I thought this was a Diablo 4 podcast. What are you talking about? You can't about? just skip to the very last topic of the podcast and put it first. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> Calm down. Continue. It's a joke. All right. We, we've got a good list of topics here today, but I, I know that I, I think we've all played a ton of Path of Exile in the past. And Lance, I'm just going to say like you, you're killing it right now in, in the world of Path of Exile. I've been catching up on your Righteous Fire videos. When I was still playing Path of Exile a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, yeah, Lance, he's the guy who just plays Righteous Fire over and over. And it turns out you're still the guy who just plays Righteous Fire over and over. No, I've played other builds. That's not. I, <laughs> I don't know if I even played a Righteous Fire build this league. I, I, I think I've been I'm like one league of uh, clean, pure. He's been evolving. Oh, thank uh, yeah. goodness. He got now, his, now, he got his start he doing means. what he knows. And now he's finally branching out. That's good. <laughs> this Twitch chat just makes a meme now. <laughs> Well, I think there's plenty of inside jokes that we'll cover later. But first things first, uh, Lance, in case there's people out there who don't know who you are, probably just people who are playing a bunch of Last Epoch, maybe they're not also in the world of Path of Exile, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Uh, I'm Captain Lance. I m mainly stream and make YouTube videos on PoE. My main interest is trying to make cool, interesting builds. Generally, if it's meta or something, I'm trying to stay out of that, do something new and bring new concept or, or ways to build characters in the game that's what i like that's what i love about the game of path of exile because there's just so much just a wide open sandbox of things to do and it's trying to make something that's good that hasn't been done before typically or at least that i don't know if has done has been done before and then i just make content on it and i stream pretty much every week i've been streaming just late at night in the graveyard shift i guess for me that's just when i can do it i'm also a uh, father of three uh, they're two years, one years, and like four months now. So that's part of the reason why the only time I have to stream is in the middle of the night when all the babies are asleep. But when when we out. were trying to figure out what time to do the podcast on, you're like 9 p.m. And it's like, you know what? That that time restriction sounds very familiar to me. Like, I wonder if he's got kids. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah everyone got to go to sleep first. So my, my youngest is just hit one year old as well. And she is at grandma's house. So she's not here tonight. We can be as loud as we want. Your youngest is one years old. Yeah. Um, that's how old my baby girl Charlotte is. And I just think she's the cutest thing ever. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be able to say no to her very well as she gets older. If she keeps up how cute she is. Dread, how about you? How are your kids doing these days? Oh, it's doing great. Summon Sabertooth is doing wonderful. It <laughs> completely dumped on Summon Bear after I realized that the bleed node was capped. So my baby's doing great now. Summon Sabretooth, finally a skill that exists. All right, cool. Oh, yeah. Let's... There are reasons. <laughs> I, I'm going to move from top to bottom through our list of topics. I, I think the topic list makes sense, but if it diverges, it's fine. 
Lance, did you play Last Epoch like two years ago, one year ago, or is this your very first foray into the game? I, <laughs> I played it two years ago, and I played... The first character I tried to play was... I think it was Aura of Decay, because I was like... Literally, I opened up like Last Epoch, and I was looking through the skills, and I was like, that sounds like Righteous Fire. I'm going to play that. Because it just sounded like a thing that degens you and puts degen around you. So I was like, that's something that's somewhat... Surely, surely it's good. Yeah, surely it's good. It actually seemed like it was pretty good. I don't know if it actually, like... Objectively, I have no concept for what is good in in Last Epoch, because it's just like, there's so many skills that I don't know what they are, don't know what they do, I don't know what is the threshold of good in this game. Um, And it seemed good. I don't know if it was good. And then after that, I kind of, like... Basically, I got stuck in a a loop of, like, oh, I want to try this out, I want to try this out, I want to try a few different things out, and then... I just half did a few things. Then I was like, the next league of PUE is coming up. And then I went back to playing PUE and I didn't get into it too much, but this go around, I have to say there's a lot more. Uh, they've added a, a lot of content to last epoch and I've been enjoying it a lot more. And I'm starting to be like, yeah, this is getting there. This is getting to the point where I can kind of sink some hours, sink my teeth into this a lot more than I did previously. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of the replayability for like, especially people like dread me, uh, it comes from just making new builds, trying new things, finding new interactions. If you're someone who just like wants to take the build and then play it, that part of the end game is lacking last epoch right now. Like if, if all you want to do is blast, you know, uh, juiced up tier 16 maps or something, there's not quite an equivalent to that right now. Like hopefully someday, but eh, right now, not right now. Yeah, uh, right now. Sorry, go ahead, Dred. Uh, I said, if it makes you feel any better, um, we have been having a constant war with the devs in terms of what we believe is good and what we believe is broken. So we don't even know what's good anymore, at least in their minds. Anyways, when it comes to that, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a probably a topic till the end of time or until they stop developing the game for balance. Right. <laughs> as far as like end game and last epoch, I, I think it's just a matter of they need more dev time to add in more systems and stuff. And to me, from my perspective, it just seems like they're trying to get all their core systems done. You know, they're trying to get multiplayer up. They're trying to do this proposed trade system. They're trying to get the rest of their campaign finished. They're trying to get the rest of the ascendancy or mastery classes finished. Um, And so I just see it as they're going to do that stuff first, and they'll probably start adding more systems in depth. Because right now, the, the monolith system, I equate it to, it feels very similar to like if I was doing boss rushing in PoE, where you just basically are going straight to the boss, kill the boss, and you just keep, you just burn through as many maps as fast as possible. Like that's a strategy you can do. And I actually enjoy that in PoE, but it's still, that's like one facet of something. It's still pretty limited. So for them to like add in more systems will be great for the replayability aspect of Endgame, which I think they'll be able to do fine. I'm not, I don't think that's going to be a concern going forward. Mm-hmm. They, they've technically said publicly that they wanted to do the 1.0 release of Last Epoch by the end of this year. And when you start thinking about all the stuff that needs to be done, including all the bug fixes, like, if they can do it, holy shit. But I'm not holding my breath for that timeline. I, I think it'll probably be beyond the end of this year for 1.0. I mean, if, they- if it is, they're holding a lot of stuff behind the scenes from us. Yeah. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? I'm not a dev. Did they just have, like... As far as I could tell, like between Twitch viewership and stuff, they had a really big like last week or two of a lot of people trying out the game. My theory would maybe that would give them funding to bolster their dev team and maybe that <laughs> means they can make it oh, to the they end. They already have funding. They already have funding. Yeah, they they got problem. Tencent funding. 
They got yeah. Tencent funding mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Oh wait, what was the deal they struck? Because I think GGG sold like eighty percent of the company or something. I'd have to go pull up the numbers. I I, I know was, that Last Epoch has like all the creative control over the game, and Tencent okay. just wants to make money off it. But yeah, I'd have to go pull up all those articles again. The experience with GGG is Tencent hasn't screwed the game or anything. They've it's been yep. If anything, it's or actually helped the same, but they had more money basically to develop it. So I don't know if you've ever seen this, Lance, but I'm going to link this to you and then chat. So a lot of people don't get to see this because a lot of people don't watch the dev streams currently. Go but on. there is a very large amount of art and stuff that they have prepared for in-game and stuff, like 3D art and all that, that they haven't even put in the game yet. Like, they've been very busy over the last year. It's just like, this is just what we see now. But, like, they've been very, very busy. This stuff looks pretty sick. Yeah. I mean, if they're saying the end of the year, before, like, your experience of when they say, we want to do this thing by this time frame, how reliably have they been able to meet the last time they told us that was multiplayer and it was years later before multiplayer actually got here so i'm not holding my breath for the end of 23 you're you're definitely sus g yeah i'm 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 a little little bit suspicious of it year release (laughs) but i i know we could spend a lot of time on like the meta information about like ehg and last epoch itself I want to dig into more of like your history as like path of exile gamer and you coming into last epoch I know Dredd and I, we both put out videos, but like here's uh, here's like tips for Wee gamers. Like you've played this game in the past and you want to transition over to Last Epoch. Here's stuff that does transfer. Here's stuff that doesn't transfer. How was that for you? Like, did you did you feel like your your knowledge of Path of Exile was getting in the way or did you feel like that was helping you? There's a few things where conceptually you want to auto to, to this sort of thing. Um, and it's not that way in Last Epoch. Like, for example, Resistances is, like, one of the most obvious ones I can think of, where Resistances in PoE, if you don't get them, you are dead. You are dead, you are dead. Where in Last Epoch, the way that I have it balanced with, as far as I understand, it's the 75 pen, and it's balanced around, if you don't have Resistances, it's like you're t- taking 1.75 times the damage, versus if you have Resistances, you're just taking, like, one times the damage. Does that sound right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Versus PUE, you don't have resistances. You're taking close to like. You're, you're already dead. It's, it's a death yeah, wish. You're just yeah. dead. Right. So there's things like that where conceptually, you like, initially, I was always thinking, I cap these resistances. This is very important. You know, like, there's like some of those things that stuck in your mind, but it's, it doesn't take too long or it's not too hard to transition. I'd say thanks to the freaking in game guy. You guys and your press G. I, it was. It drives me crazy when I ask you guys questions because you always guys just last fuck guys always give me the press G and you guys aren't wrong. It's a really good <laughs> in-game guide because my experience of in-game guide at PoE is it's you no, no don't bother. It's not going to give you the correct information anyways, or it's not going to be very consumable. Versus the press G, it's it's quite consumable. Control F or whatever, you can search the exact thing you're looking up. That definitely made the transfer over in terms of what's the difference in pen in this game versus pen in PUE or what's the difference in armor in this game versus armor in PUE. You can, you can find out that very simply. I wouldn't say that being a PUE player gave me a disadvantage. I would say there was just a few things where conceptually I just had to like, okay, this is different. <laughs> and then I had to just make a small adjustment. I still feel like for the most part, having some level of experience with ARPGs is still going to be, you're going to have an easier time picking it up than someone who hasn't had that 
So how how did you decide that you wanted to use an exsanguinous and go low health and <laughs> stop the ground and make big explosions? Like how did you see it on a YouTube video somewhere? Did you just like okay, okay, did you kind okay. of stumble so, into the build? Like what what got you to play EQ Werebear? I knew exsanguinous was an item from two years ago because I had like found it on that other playthrough. So I knew I knew conceptually that was a way that I could force low life on the werebear. Or on like I don't know if there's a other ways you could force where or force low life on a prime list. As far as I know, there wasn't like a way to basically target push your life to a certain mm -hmm. percentage to hit the low life. I didn't know if that was a thing. So I was like, okay, this is how I hit low life. I want to take advantage of this hundred percent more damage, twenty five percent less damage taken. And my first day, Dred's like, don't do it. It's bad. It's trash. And it's fine. Like, it's no, fine. How could it be so bad? And then I went and I watched your video about Exanguinous where you're pointing out. <laughs> I, I was there too. I was there. You don't have, it. you don't have like the endurance. You don't have like chests are really powerful. So there's opportunity costs and stuff like that. And in my mind, I was thinking, well, let's just get a couple LP. It's just, just a couple, just LP, a couple, just a couple LP, man. Just a couple LP. Slap that on there. The long story short is I got no LP on my last steps of the living. I got one LP on my Exanguinous. So the LP plan didn't pan out. And the other like crazy thing that wasn't even mentioned in your video, which I think it is massive for how much there's a power spike in terms of la uh, life survivability is freaking leech. Leech in this game to me seems like it's crack on steroids because you, you, you just grab a few points of percent leech and it just seems like if you deal a lot of damage, it's crazy sustain. Because I basically I had a helmet base that I had good mods on that I wanted to wear for my werebear, but the implicit had leech on it. And that leech was out sustaining the 37% of my And it takes you out of low life and then you no and longer it, it, have it, your it, damage it would, reduction. It would take me all the yeah. way to full life and it would be out <laughs> like so I was like, what the hell? If I could just have two percent of leech and then it out sustains the thousand life degen per second I was supposed to have, like clearly leech is crazy for sustain if you just get a little bit of your in your build and you're you it, dead. It, it always reminds me of the leech numbers and the damage numbers that you see in Path of Exile. Like I'm pretty sure Blood Rage still gives you leech, right? Like some kind of like physical attack damage leeches yeah, life. Leech. Yeah. And if it if it gives you leech, that's not like insane amount of leech, but it's enough leech to make your build feel good. You really don't need much mana leech or life leech unless you're doing something crazy. At least it's three like, years ago, last time I played. Problem where the the spellcasters in PUE mana is a problem they have to solve. If you're an attack build, you grab one small passive with 0.3 percent done attack damage leashes mana and done. <laughs> No so, mana problems for the rest of your playthrough. <laughs> Lazdibok actually tried to fix that. Uh, if you notice, if you punch the dummy, you'll deal like, you know, a million damage. But if you punch a monster, you deal like 100,000 damage. So like monsters automatically take less damage than, um, than the dummy does. And the purpose of that was specifically to target Leech so that Leech wasn't totally insane as a form of recovery. As it turns out, Leech is still totally insane as a form of recovery. Yeah. We got a lot of damage these days. If you have enough damage, the DR doesn't matter, right? <laughs> yeah, through my uh, experience of playing the game for three years now, it is about a 1 to 10 ratio. Like, if you're doing a million crit on the dummy, you'll do like 100,000 crit on a monster without any mods and 100 corruption. It's like around that's like 10. That's still like an insane... If you just have 2% Leech, that's 2k life you're just about to get back. So it's still like... Yeah, and not even to mention Dot Leech. Oh my god, could you imagine if that existed in Path of Exile? Like, would, uh, I'd sustain RF that much easier. You can't Leech Dot in Path of Exile. No, you can't, can't. but if you Oh, go, yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. All right, cool. I forgot about that. <laughs> Man, this is a lot of things.
So we were talking about like like Ward versus low life stuff. Uh, I, I want to call out the video that I put out about Exsanguinous. There's one of them that's like 15 minutes long and one of them is like six seconds long. <laughs> but the 15 minute video um, does lastepochhive.leech. Yes, it's great. <laughs> you should play the game. It's great. Uh, I remember Ziggy D actually commented on that video, giving us some of his thoughts about the design process of Exsanguinous. And it echoes exactly what you said right there, Lance. One of the reasons he wanted to put Exsanguinous into Last Epoch is he wanted to create the word low life so that it might permeate the game and become something else later on. So like you said, like, you know, if you're playing a, a werebear build that got added, say what? I think low life wasn't like a term in Last Epoch before that got added. That, no, that it was, got added I don't really. like I don't I didn't play back then, but I don't think the primalist even had those low life nodes in and it didn't. Interesting. So he wanted to like insert the theme of like low life into the game so that it might permeate the game so that it might become something else later. And like when you look at it, you know, you say, is there a different way for me to be low life so that I can take advantage of this node? And like currently, no. There's an item that we've been teased with. Uh, maybe it'll come out in its state that they teased us with. Maybe it could change at some point, but they've been tossing around the idea of like a life-based body armor that says your life cannot exceed your endurance threshold interesting that's so like you could build cool. endurance threshold you get like an extra like, you know extra life out of that but like it would put you at low life you just wouldn't have any ward with it so maybe that item comes out someday maybe it doesn't but they're clearly thinking about it the same way that you're thinking about it that would be that would definitely be a pretty big difference in how you'd make the character for sure yeah it gives you a fat 40 flat health regen which is a lot in the it gives you 40 flat terms. health regen on the item it is insane it's still not in yet. Speaking of things like going from last epoch to uh, or PoE to last epoch, the health regen and mana regen are whack in terms of like going into this game. They're completely different. They they mess with my my head a decent. Tell me more. What what's what's your impression of mana regen in this game? I well, I'm gonna say I hate it, but I like they they've designed their skills and balance around it and it's it ends up being fine like for the most part it seems like you can solve stuff but like for example i was thinking about playing volcanic orb <laughs> and then i looked at the mana cost and then as i was like doing the tutorial twitch chat was like egging me on I'm like how are you gonna solve the mana how are you gonna solve the mana and then they started to say that my base mana regen is eight and it doesn't scale with me getting more mana and then i logged out and i started making a voice <laughs> that's how that went it's okay. Yeah. You can do like what Karn did and played a racing strike as his first character and ask why he was constantly out of mana. That was fun to watch. I and it happens all the time. I remember Ziggy or not Ziggy, uh Zizarin was playing a racing strike as well. All these Path of Exile players are like, ooh, racing strike, it's good. All right, so they always they always play a racing strike. And Zizarin was like, I know there's a trick with volatile reversal, but I'm not gonna use it. I'm I'm mm. gonna figure out the other way to do it. It's like, there's not, there's not another way of doing it. He didn't get there? Nope. And then he made a video complaining about it. And it's like, well, I mean, there there, are there, ways here's the solution. There. They're just not very obvious. They're very uh, esoteric, if that makes sense. But it's not like something you understand. Having, there, having some kind of way to scale base mana regeneration would change the game. It would open up a lot of new possibilities, but it's just not something that the devs are willing to do, at least for right now. Because right now I've seen, as far as I like what I understand about mana sustain, it's basically you have to get it flat from something like a skill, that, like a generator, 
you have to get the freaking what you call it chest and have crazy lightning res to get mana regen is that am i thinking of the right thing urzels yeah the chest piece is kind of a meme nobody really uses that, it but technically you can try like i i feel like you have to have so much percent mana regenerate and it's still not necessarily going to be enough because you're basically well, it's a chest with no life on it so you're first off you need like a three lp one before it's even competitive with any other option it's a big That's meme chest thing. piece it's like yeah. it's like live your best life you know go sink a thousand hours into making that happen is there any other like besides getting like flat gain mana from something or cheesing like Voltile Reversal to get all of your mana back or scaling percent mana regenerate to the moon? Is there like anything else that you have as an option or is that some be- skills I mean, cost zero mana? Yeah. Maybe yeah. something costs zero mana. Yep. Some skills there's have benefits for being negative mana. A lot of cheese. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of cheese. Like every every skill has like a trick, or you could use mana regeneration. So, so if most I was of the time you do the trick. Try to make volcanic orb work where i'm trying to cast it a ton you're telling me there's a way i could solve that i mean you'll solve the mana problem just uh not all the other problems like i, I guess you could do focus i guess you could do mana strike like there's just things you could do so the way you would fix like a volcanic orb setup Uh-oh. is if you need it <laughs> so right now there's a node inside focus that when you use it when you're at negative mana it will instantly give you like 40% of your missing mana instantly, right? Mm-hmm. And you kind of just use that off cooldown, and it's a lot more viable now because we have way more cooldown in the game now. And you just use that and you stack max mana. So you like stack all the way to like like, like 600, 700 mana or 600, and then you get 40% of that every single time you tap focus, which then you just kind of like coast on it. A lot of people, they don't understand this specific concept where it's like, it's a mana battery in a way. Like you want to explain the Spriggan loop, uh, Perry, where you use it as a battery. Yeah, yeah, that's it. one of the tricks that you can use. So, like the 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 biggest example for me of mana battery is like most most marksman builds. Uh, marksman is like pretty much designed to be like spender plus battery, right? So like one skill is gonna like cost a bunch of mana, and then like you spam your zero cost skill to get mana back, and then like you can build the tax speed. And like that's kind of what most marksman builds are supposed to be even though I would just avoid it altogether, but that's you know, a different story. So what you can do with the Spriggan Loop, for example, is uh, there's idols that give you flat mana gained when you become a human from a transformed state. So like you're no a human... Shot. That's actually a viable thing to use. It's I, literally I viable, yes. Flat, like, I saw six mana flat when you get transformed. I was like, that's yeah. such a waste of time. Sure is, but, except you can use like four of them and then it makes your mana less bad. Like that's that's what we're doing, man. Man is rough. Changing your transformations. You gotta you gotta become your transformation. Sit there for like four seconds, and then you probably want to like figure out what to do during those four seconds. Like maybe you're casting a spell. Maybe you're just running for your life. It yeah. Your reaction. I'm right there with you. Oh, that sounds terrible. (laughs) Well, one of the ways that you use the transform Spriggan specifically is like a really good primalist trick. Is if you're playing a skill that scales attunement for some reason, like you're playing Earthquake or something, you just scale all the attunement, right? And each point of attunement gives you two flat mana. And by the time that you're done with it all, you're at like 400 mana, right? Now let's assume you have like an Earthquake that costs like 60 mana or something like that, right? And you just spam it like Spell EQ. You just cast it a bunch. And then by the time you run out of mana, you just swap into Spriggan form, stay in it for like a few seconds while you wait for the cooldown tick to turn back into human. 
and it will bring you to max rage slash mana when you transform into Spriggan. And then when you leave Spriggan, if you're still at max rage and all that, you won't be at max mana when you leave Spriggan form. So essentially, you kind of have like a timer, and the more mana you get, the longer that timer is. And it allows you to do a very egregious things with Earthquake and other skills and stuff like that. That is how you solve it specifically on a non-transform primalist. And of course... Or a werebear or a swarm blade or spring form you just uh i didn't know that it brought you back to full i thought you only got the benefit of the nope, flat number always, on so the way it works is if you go from human and you're at zero mana and go into spring form you go to full if you go to spring form and you're at zero and you go like if you're in spring form go to human when you're at zero you will get the same amount of mana or 50 or something like okay. that. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is very strong for dumping. And that... there's a lot of stuff that works like that. P- like Ellie works kind of like that on a lot of different skills. Go ahead. I was wondering that if that's where you're going, because I was thinking when I've been playing this werebear, every time I transform, it goes, no matter what my mana is, it goes to max rage. So I was, when you said spring loop, I thought that was maybe what you meant, but then Perry's like, do the mana transform thing. I was like, what? Well, he's talking about the old version where you like abuse. Because I'm thinking the about the coronavirus thing, obviously. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Which doesn't work anymore, thankfully, because it was one of the most busted things I've seen in the game. Yeah, because like <laughs> Marksman has access to Umbra Blades or Puncture mm-hmm. for mana. Uh, Sentinel has all the default attack skills that give you mana on hit, mana and skill use. And of course, uh, Reversal. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Primalist has, like I said, the transform stuff in Rage. And then for Mage, it has the focus stuff. Or it has a lot of mana stuff where you can get the skill stuff very low mana cost as well. And then there's like for what's the last one? A Lich. Lich like Acolyte just doesn't care about mana. But if you do care about mana, if you're playing a Necromancer, you have like Drain Life, which gives you infinite mana anyway. So th- there, I, there's you know ways what? of Wait, whoa, everywhere. Whoa. I'm going to pause for a second. Lance, do you like minion builds? No, not at all. Okay, I love making fun of minion builds. I wonder yeah. if you would like minion builds in this game. Because, like, there's there's some, like, you know, basic, boring, here's my skeletons, here's my zombies kind of thing. But there's also, like, some huge five-head stuff going on. I wonder if you would like that. I, I don't think, no matter how interesting the mechanics are behind it, I don't think I will I will get enjoyment out of the... I'm sitting here. I'm not the main character. This random thing that's next to me is the main. I God, know. I love hearing you say I'm that. I also hate minion line. builds. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I, I'm usually the person that plays all the minion builds. Good. Partly because content, and partly because I like them. <laughs> it's it like whenever we talk about like the strongest builds in the game, like people are like, what was the strongest build? It's like, I hate answering that question because there's so many strong builds in the game. But if you really want, like, the top at the top of the top... Is it minion builds? It's minion builds. It's all fucking minion builds. There's, like, retaliate stuff. There's, like, retaliate bone golem, retaliate bear, bleed bear, flame Flame raids. Flame is, like, a totem build. You you think of it like a totem build. It's much more like a totem build than anything else. But it scales off minion damage. No. It's like you're playing fireball totems, which actually works in this game. Burn it. You know, you know what that means. You know, you know, just you just told me. I I know I can predict the future on this one. A couple of years from now, you're gonna the game is going to have, be out of beta. Um, people are gonna be asking for some balance changes. They're going to nerf some of the strongest minion builds, and all of your minion players will kick 
and scream and cry as if they have just lost their only viable build they ever had when they have about 10 others in the backlog that are still stronger than 99% of all other builds in the game. That's my Man, I, I, I really liked K Gaming. I didn't know you had so much shade to cast on her. You know what's funny, though? <laughs> it's not specific. You know I'm just... I'm traumatized. <laughs> you know what's funny? The problem is... Jared, so what do you got? In Path of Exile, they have access to two things. Okay? One, they have access to free convocation for every build. Right? And two... They have much better minion AI than we have. I know you must be thinking minion AI in Peewee is terrible, right? But no, no you, you haven't seen I haven't seen bad yet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll be honest, the only reason why all these minion builds have not been nerfed is because you need to, like, kind of, like, maybe get a little tipsy when you're playing them so you don't, un you don't realize how bad the minion AI is sometimes. It's getting a lot better. They're doing a really good job. But if you ever play an A bomb build and you just watch him just run around the mob, even with the even with the melee changes, he just runs around the mob, like ring around the rosy, trying to like hit him, even though like he could like he's like the size of a skyscraper, right? Like, um, and but moments. he also one shots tier four Jura. so like yeah, so it's, it's like, like what's what's the best build for tier four Jura? It's like well yeah. abomination, but then you're playing an abomination build, so like they don't call it yeah. summon good build, like, they call it summon abomination. Harry, you should explain like what happens when you get a manifest armor and you give it way too much movement speed man i've never played manifest armor because i've been warned sufficiently i know that i would so, hate it i've seen happened? i've seen people leveling with manifest armor where they just like one shot the bosses like i not like like it a boss that would strong. normally take like maybe maybe like a minute and a half and you're like oh my damage during the campaign pretty good manifest armor one second it's absurd how much damage that thing does yeah so the way Manifest Armor works is it scales off of your gear, but at increased effect. So if you have a pair of boots with like 20% movement speed, right? Or 30% or whatever, it gets three times that effect or something like that. And it gets like 90% movement speed. And it's like watching like a Benny Hill comedy. He'll be like running like, like just literally like skidding around. And it's amazing. Obviously it's very unplayable, but it is very funny to watch. People so like it, There's like limits. <laughs> unplayable because it doesn't know how to target enemies. It's unplayable because it's like, like, you know, like in like a cartoon, like in Tom and Jerry, where like they have too much momentum <laughs> and they just keep running and they like can't stop themselves. That's manifest armor. It literally does that. Like it's like you can just turn on the music. It's it's like it's like a Tom and Jerry cartoon. It's great. However, <laughs> they just updated the visuals for it and it's stunning. Mm -hmm. So it's oh, beautiful it's these yeah. days. Now, now, now you got to watch it be beautiful while it does the comedy. It distracts you. <laughs> All right, I I'm gonna move on. I don't know which I don't know which item we're on on the list of topics here, but I'm gonna move down to the next one here. Uh, at the very beginning of this podcast, Dread made a little joke, Arino, about a different action RPG that you might also call an MMO, call depending on who you're asking. Uh, but D4 just released, and I I I know Lance played a little bit of it. Dread, did you play a little bit? I didn't. Uh, I have not played it. I have not played it. Neither I've of you played a it. Lot of other oh, I, I saw it. I saw the reaction video from Lance. I thought you played it. No, I didn't. No, that was that was a joke about last epoch. <laughs> oh shoot! Okay, so none of us have played Diablo Four. <laughs> cool. Well, I also don't want to play it. But anything well, that you want to say about Diablo Four? I I found in general that not ingesting copious amounts of cholesterol is good for my health. Wow. 
I was wondering what you, so you guys both are thinking not going to touch it with a 10 foot pole. Well, okay. I am a strong believer in you need to prove yourself before you have my money. Right. And a lot of people, I guess, don't believe in this when it comes to that, but it's like, when it comes to the pre-order stuff, it's like, if you pre-order, and I know this is hypocrisy because we're playing Glass Depot and it's early access, but at least it's a game, right? But, like, the thing with Diablo 4 is, like, it doesn't matter what I think about it. It doesn't matter what Perry thinks about it. It doesn't matter what you think about it. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks about it, right? The thing is, it's not meant for us. It is legitimately not meant for us. Like, it, like they, they are not marketing towards people like us at all, like people who like to play the games and you know, think about it and stuff. They 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 want to target people that are the casuals and stuff. And that's that's fine. That's great. Like it's great, right? Like for instance, I was thinking about actually uh doing it for the girlfriend so she has like a gateway drug into ARPGs and stuff like that. But it is definitely like we haven't seen the end game. I haven't seen the end game. I'm not touching it until I see the end game, right? Um, like level 25, like even even LE you could get Yeah the first hour of gameplay in last epoch kind of sucks yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Dread, like, I was going to say, that that sounds like the healthiest perspective I've ever heard you say. I don't until know, you man. started talking about gateway drugs with your girlfriend. I, okay, okay. <laughs> the other day, all right, the other day, I was streaming. It was like a week ago or something like that. I talked about Diablo 4. And I, you know, God forbid, I was like, let's just wait till the game launches before we buy it, guys. And... Oh my goodness, I had like 300 people watching me, and I swear like 50 of them just went off on me. Like, well, you haven't even played the game yet. How can you criticize it? I'm like, no one has played it yet. What are you talking about? Like, we we can't play it. It's like, yes, you can play the first 25 levels. Like, I'll be honest, there, there are a lot of games where if you only had the first 25 levels or first like hour of gameplay or whatever, it'd be garbage. <laughs> Like last epoch included, like get off my ship, mortal. You know, like <laughs> it's just like, like you can't make assumptions like that. Like I play these kind of games for endgame, and I can't see that until they actually let us get to it, right? Yeah. I'm playing these builds, or so I'm playing playing the games in order to make builds, try new things. Like an hour of gameplay is not going to do anything. Yeah. I'm I'm willing to make fun of Diablo more than you are, so. To me, Diablo is just like it's it's not the same company that made Diablo 2 20 yeah. years ago. And it really feels to. like this game or like this this uh this franchise just like riding on nostalgia. And like I played Diablo 2 when I was a kid, but I was a kid, I don't remember anything about it. I remember having a good time. I remember like the user interface and I remember what like what my character looked like, but I don't remember anything about it. So like when it comes to marketing based on nostalgia, I don't have that. I was like, oh man, the new Diablo. And it's like, well, Diablo 3, even the people who love Diablo 3, they play it like two days every three months. And it's like, well, I, cool. I, it's not what I'm going for, though. So yeah, I don't, really I don't think I have the target audience for it. Game. I actually I played D2 recently, actually. Um, I bought D2 Resurrected, and I've actually played D2, the old one with the uh, Project Diablo. I enjoyed like Diablo 2. Like... I, it was a dated game, obviously, but I enjoyed it. The only thing I really hated about it, for some reason, was, like, the economy. Like, imagine the Path of Exile economy, right? But there was no chaos. There was no alts, alks, anything. 
right? None of that. None of that mattered. None of that had held any weight. And everything was priced in exalteds for Perry's case or divines, right? Mm. Everything was at least one divine, right? And you had to, of course, get to endgame without even interacting with trade, essentially, because you're not going to have a divine early on. That was trade in D2 because of the runes, because I believe what, like, the problem was, is, like, all the runes that actually cost currency and actually held weight and value were from hell, like hell difficulty, right? So, like, it kind of soured my taste a little bit, obviously, because I'm a noob for Diablo 2, right? But still. <laughs> I suppose my perspective is I'm probably similar of wait and see if it's good. Like, actually post it comes out, people play it, there's reviews, see what the end game system is. But right now, everything I see just points to they're going for the super wide net. Let's make it partly MMO. Let's make it somewhat like Lost Ark. It doesn't, to me, seem like a... Uh, it's starting to become not even an ARPG. So, and then and then on top of that, the end game system, the gearing, all that stuff just seems like it's shallow as a puddle. And <laughs> just like, I don't think this is a game I could enjoy. That's, so that's what I'm thinking it's going to be. It's we'll pretty. It's really pretty game. Let's put it like this. If I log in and I see daily quests, I'm just going back to playing Pee Wee or something. Oh, man, I like Marvel <laughs> Snap. Just, I still play that game. <laughs> Don't take my daily quests. It's fine. I mean, it makes way more sense on that kind of game, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> like, imagine if Lance Deepak had daily quests. You need oh, to I kill I wouldn't play five the game. times. I'd, yeah, I'd be out of here so you. fast if there were daily quests in, uh, in Last Epoch. There's like one mechanic that almost comes close, and there's like a daily rotation on the doors of the dungeon. If you're trying to like farm exalted helmets or something, it's like if you're really sweating, if you really want to be a tryhard, you could call that you know oh, a daily quest. You log in and check. By in. the way, we so have what? the list for that. Yep, we have the list for that. Yeah, yeah. It's modifiers. public knowledge, same for everybody. I, 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 I need yeah. to link to that website. I want to make a new check man for it because I think that's pretty useful uh, information. I'll just link it to you. I know. Oh, I know. Tom Tunk has it. You know what day you can farm like helmets, for example. Yeah. 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 Technically useful information because it's the same for everybody. I don't think that's really similar to Daily Quest at all. It's maybe not. I could be wrong. <laughs> I, I don't mind it though. Of, I think it's fine. If I if I'm farming a character, I would just be like, oh, do I need a helmet? Okay, well, maybe I could farm it this day if I'm still farming for the helmet. Mm -hmm. But like, even then, I don't know. I think it's it's so non-intrusive. Like to even call it a daily, it it feels weird to even bring it up in conversation. Yeah. But speaking of that, I want to bring up a different topic of conversation, something that Dredge just alluded to a second ago, and that is trade. You were talking about trade in Diablo 2. Uh, I don't know what league you play in, Lance, when you're playing Path of Exile. I, I play software trade. Okay, so I you are... I prefer to have fun and not lose hours and hours of my time because I tried to do something stupid. I like to limit test a lot, so... If I played hardcore, I couldn't just be like, let me stand in this slam and see if my character doesn't die. Well, you could play softcore uh, SSF, couldn't you? Uh, the, the, okay, the other the other portion of the coin is I, I like to do too many niche specific things and I only have so many hours to play and I have a lot of things I want to do. So I don't feasibly see myself if I was playing SSF that I'd ever be able to put together the builds I'd want to put together, so... So how, yeah. how up-to-date are you with what Lazdebach has proposed with the old faction system? So I think I've read up on it somewhat, and it's... Okay, 
correct me if I'm wrong, but what I know is they're proposing basically two factions, one which sounds like Giga SSF, like it makes farming stuff easier, and the other one which has trade, but it's somewhat limited based on like tiers and ranks. And then same with like the SSF gets better as you play more in that faction. Does mm -hmm. that sound right? Yep. Yeah. And then you can, remember, you can swap back and forth. All subject to change, by the way. Yeah, all subject to change. You Apparently you should be able to swap back and forth, but like you'll have a set of gear that your SSF character can wear and then, or like your COF, Circle of Fortune. But if you mm -hmm. want to be a trade person instead, you can't just wear your COF gear anymore. You need to have trade gear to put on your character. Which is like, now, does they make two different characters? Yeah, yeah, absolutely could. If you found something with your fortune character, could it be traded? This, on this is like an FAQ waiting to happen right now. If you, <laughs> oh, there is an ahead. FAQ. There is an FAQ. There is. There is. If that if that is there, then it's like, why do you then like what's the trade system for? So I would I would assume it'd be you couldn't trade the thing you mm -hmm. find. You cannot change. You cannot trade items you get when you're in COF. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> But I don't know. I'm excited for it. Like, if they can actually pull off the system of trade that they're uh, that they're talking about, like, I think it's gonna be like revolutionary. Somebody tell Lance to press G. We've already had the press G joke. I guess, does 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 G stand for in-game guide or does G yes. stand for gambling? It's guide. I, <laughs> somebody I told me that G stands for gambling. Is there a joke that I don't know about? Somebody told you I have a gambling addiction. That's not even close to true. I have no why? Gambling. Why would they say? Why would someone wanna, go on the internet and lie about the, you, Lance? You want to explain the the what do you call okay. it? The event? You want to okay, call okay. it that? Yeah. So first and foremost, I don't do any gambling in real life. Just gonna throw that out there. Never done it. Never going to. But in PUE, there is a essentially double or nothing gamble, fifty fifty, which you can do with very valuable div cards, and occasionally, you know, if I'm a little bit tired it's late at night and i have more currency than i should i say hey let's go triple click an expensive card and triple click essentially guarantees i'm going to delete the card because the way it works is you start out with one card and if it doubles you're getting another 50 50 on it could be anywhere in the range of zero cards to four cards and it could go to four cards and you, you have another 50 50 where it could go from zero cards to eight cards you see what i mm -hmm. basically i was doing these things called triple clicks which pretty much means if i get lucky and the card goes up two times well i've gotten lucky twice in a row does it get lucky three times in a row most of the times it doesn't right and i end up majority of those i would delete my money is this and is this just like clicking as fast as you can just like bum 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 yeah i, I would. I love it all right yeah, <laughs> sign I, me I, up I, it's just, it's and he like was doing it for viewers too <laughs> I, I mean i would do that it seems fun to me listen i i miss val orbs man like you talk about the kinds of things that last epoch needs give me a valor i miss that so much from path of exile it, it it does become a little bit problematic when you plan on a character that you need like this much money for and then all of that money is gone when you had enough to make the character and you're halfway through making the character and you have to look yourself in the mirror the next morning but outside of that it's fine suppress making you know, content <laughs> you know it's funny when uh when you say that i just have like 10 key barking in the back of my mind don't do it don't do it it's a bad idea Tenki hates don't fun he's, he's gonna give you like an entire spreadsheet telling you why it's a bad idea and it's like buddy this is fun like i enjoy doing this it's it so sad fun. it was one, fun 
one day he told me to like sell my stack decks instead of like actually using oh them God. for fun. Oh, it's so and lame. it's, it's so, so much profit. It's like it, it got me addicted to selling them instead of actually using them. And oh, now, sadly, so I never lame. opened them. Lame. <laughs> You need you need to open those stack decks and lose money like the rest of us, okay? <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I had a one in four earlier with my usurper's mandate, and I hit a minion melee percentage damage. It was very nice. I've, there is gambling in last epoch. I've I've but... been having suspiciously good luck recently, and I don't know if you feel the same way as well. But I did, I did some uh, some tier four dungeon farming, and I made like I made like five uh, LP unique items, and I feel like I hit the nuts five times in a row. I mean, like my every single are... time, just like banger after banger. Like you saw my judgment gloves, didn't you? Those are pretty good judgment <laughs> gloves. I like yeah, those. Uh, yeah, like yeah. It was so funny with that actually to not to distract us too much, but someone came into chat yesterday when I was playing um, a different build. They're like, "I saw your judgment video, and you know, like I, I realized that like judgment aura does more damage, and it's a lot better as a build." Like, why didn't you play that? I'm just like, stop! I'm trying to have fun. <laughs> it's like, come on! Like, I, 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 I feel like Mr. Lance here. It's like, I, I wanna, I wanna <clears throat> just have fun. Like, you don't, don't you wanna like just punch things into submission? Is that fun? Listen, it was I'm, fun. I'm, it was I'm viable. not up to date on every video that Lance has, but mm -hmm. I, I watched reason one from Dread here, and I just, I love how honest you are. <laughs> you were talking about the one punch man build and like within the first minute of the video you're like i don't like this build it sucks to play it sucks well, to f it sucks to farm on it was a pain in the ass to level all it does is one shot bosses but i like that part of it so it's a great build <laughs> well now what i what i've done is since that uh i leveled it and you know i went through the pain for that the penance is it is now my official t4 drill of armor so it's whenever sweet. I need anything, I just use it. <laughs> Do you just one shot her basically? Because you one shot the Oribus. Uh, I'll one shot T one. I one shot tier two. I almost one shot tier three. I need better gear. And tier four takes like five hits. That's a very good example of uh you know the the magnitudes of HP we're talking about. Con considering well that boss damage reduction exists in the game specifically to counteract what you're doing it's pretty yeah, absurd idps well boss dr can't keep up if you do it in one hit <laughs> man have up. you ever made a build like that where it's like you want to showcase the build you want to talk about this mechanic but like it just really lacks in one department of what you normally call a good build Oh, that's like all of his videos. Shut up. Hey, 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 you shut your mouth, okay? Listen. <laughs> Balls in the Uber Shaper arena. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you should tell Perry about that. Okay, so usually usually my process is I have a few metrics where I'm like, if it meets these metrics, I can recommend the build. Like, does it have decent clear skill, clear speed? Does it feel good to play? Does it have good survivability? Is it good cost per power? Like, there's a certain metric that I look at. And if it falls short in at least one of those categories and it's not carrying and everything else hard, I usually end up making a video that's more or less like, I did this, it's okay, but I don't recommend it. That's yeah. Unless it kind of passes with flying colors across the board, I, I usually steer clear of recommending it because I don't really want to... I want to very much be... People know if I recommend something, it's going to be good. Yeah, if you want to see what that kind of process is, just... Like, just go to his YouTube and watch every single video he made on Galvanic Field, and you'll understand the process. 
Listen, my first build on Galvanic Field would have been good if the skill was functioning. Hey, hey, we all understand that. I man. tested it we after they fixed that. the skill and the build was good. <laughs> it was only like a week after I was done playing the character, but it's... Yeah, I know that pain. Recently, uh, one of my favorite builds in the entire game, uh, Blood Spectre Necromancer, uh, where you sacrifice to summon a bunch of little uh, well, big wraiths and... Uh, this patch, they reintroduced a bug that has been on Sacrifice for the last, like, two years. They just fixed it last patch, and then now they reintroduced it again with the Sacrifice chaining, and it's just like... <sighs> it's like You're going to have to tell me what the build. Blood Wraith thing is at some point, because people have oh, mentioned have that to me as well. It. I have a video on it. You can see it. It's just, I'll, I'll have to take a look at it. it people mention right Blood Wraith to me. Like, I have no you, idea what Blood Wraith is. You know how, like, Sacrifice had that bug for so long where it wasn't chaining properly? Yeah. It's there again. <laughs> oh, good. Fan yeah. favorite sacrifice that everybody loves for some reason. Still can't play it. Maybe one day we'll get to actually play sacrifice. I don't cool. Know. <laughs> and I think I think the last thing on my big old list of topics here. Uh, let's talk about replayability in Last Epoch. So I know Lance played two years ago. He's been playing a good bit for maybe two weeks or so right now. Dread, you and I have played a ton. We're both like years and years into this game and still having a good time. But like I alluded to earlier, strictly speaking, if the only thing you're looking for in an action RPG is to take a build that's already a build and just blast it, there's not really that much to do. You can get to a thousand corruption if you want. There's not much to do up there, but you can. But the in terms of replayability, yeah, go ahead. a lot. Like the current. So a friend of mine. Uh, recently, he he is a, I I know you know who he is, Perry. A very high corruption farmer. He had a lot of fun, just always pushing builds to high corruption. And currently, as it stands, after a lot of changes and nerfs and all that, uh, especially with the current corruption system. So as you get up in corruption, right, the modifiers they increase. So not only does the base more damage increase. So do the modifiers. So, like, have you seen uh, Void Enemies deal increased damage yet in, like, those Echoes camp lands? Yeah, that mod is, like, well, I've, like, I've seen it. Just in, it's, like, like, 100%, it, right, in the yeah, beginning? Like, no corruption, it's, like, 100%. It gets up to a 400% at, like, 1,000 or something like that. It, it, is, it is astronomical. And I actually asked uh, Mike on the Discord about this recently, and I was just like, Mike, is there, like, a reason why these modifiers get this high and like his 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 response was like amazing he was like oh like it's just you're not supposed to go that high and i'm just like then why can we go that high <laughs> it's like like i i understand that like you like the infinite scaling system but i prefer poe a lot more when it comes to that there's tier 16 maps and then you can juice them and you can juice them more and then you can juice them more. You can even go into like delirious maps. So the, the difference between corruption and delirious farming in PoE, like with like the orbs and all that, is in delirious farming, they don't get boogles and oogles of damage. They just are insanely tanky, right? Yeah. And they don't die. Mm -hmm. In PoE, in the last epoch, they don't get tankier. They just deal oogles and boogles of damage. And I will say, like, I will die on this hill. I would rather have like enemies that have 98% less damage taken 
versus enemies that just one shot me anyways right like and like i have like there's a minefield of like modifiers that say 500 percent increased damage like no one thinks that's fun and they're like well you know you're not supposed to push that high and I'm like, well we, we even have this problem at 400 corruption 500 corruption there are certain modifiers that if uh you take you will take like five times the amount of damage and it's like we don't have the ability to deal with that we can't take five times less the damage you know like that's not like that's not something we have access to currently uh like the closest thing we had was bastion right and that got nerfed uh like there's a lot of different options and just they've been nerfed systematically and it's to the point where like if you want to build defenses it's 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 painful it is very painful if you want to like actually survive in those corruption stuff and it's, it's like i i understand like you know you're not supposed to go up the high but like maybe introduce a cap or something i don't know like what what do you think harry hmm so somebody was just asking about this earlier today in my stream it was like how high corruption do i push like normally like i think like 550 or maybe 600 is the highest i ever went and there's not much of a reason to go that high. Technically, yeah. you have like better rarity modifiers, and technically, you also uh, your gold gain scales up with corruption as well. But like, I tell people all the time, like 250, maybe 300 corruption is kind of a sweet spot. You have access to all the unique items in the game. You can do boss loops relatively quickly, like you know, within half an hour, within 20 minutes. Uh, you've already started engaging with like the uh bonus corruption uh gives you gold like you're getting good gold per hour if you're doing that farming as well and like a lot of builds like not every build but like a good build good strong build with good gear can farm 253 in corruption pretty comfortably and when i say comfortably i mean you can take all those different modifiers you can take dodge you can take monsters deal increased damage you can take like two defensive modifiers at a time and like that's what comfort means to me but like when you get to a thousand corruption like oh have you ever been a thousand corruption it's it's uh, a mini game of managing which modifiers you're putting on enemies. Yeah. Because and if you put a bunch of damage on them, you're going to die. And if you put all defensive modifiers on them, you won't die. You'll succeed, but it's going to take you half an hour to do one echo. Like, yeah. And <laughs> someone in chat, they actually brought up a good, good point about Diablo 3 when it comes to Paragon pushing and stuff like that. Now, my question to Captain Lance, would Path of Exile still be a popular game to this day if the only end game you had access to was delving because no. delving is like the current monolith corruption pushing it's the same concept the no. infinite scalability I, I think there's 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 a select group of people that that is great for them and i think it's good that poe has access to that like personally like you're saying should we put a cap on it i think my instant thought was there's gonna be people that can that still want to go and push it and push it and push it and that's that's the kick they're going to get out of the game, but that should definitely not be the only system because it it's going to fall off very fast for 95, 98, whatever, like high percentage of the player base is not going to care about how perfectly min max. Can I make this thing type of deal? That's that, that'd be my theory at least. What kind of end game do you do in path of Exile? Like how much, like do you push, you know, the super juiced up tier 16 maps? Is there something that you gravitate toward? It largely depends on your what you like to do, I would say. Like, 
for me personally, what I like to do is I like to do a variety of trying out the end game. Like I like to test each one of my builds on like all the different end game bosses. I like to see how it does in different end game maps. Well, like there's basically a variety of content you can do. My process is I like to play a build and see how it does in all those things. I like do everything like once or twice. Other people are like, I want to do 100% delirious MF farm or like they want to farm some specific thing. Like they're trying to farm into the apothecary, which leads to the most valuable item in the game. Or there's other people that just want to do bosses or there's other people that literally just want to do lab, which those are they're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Poor suit. Yeah. But it's just like, there's a decent amount of variety. And so there's something for everybody, I think. But for me personally, it's, I like to just make a build and then test it out on all the different little things. Yeah. That's how it performs, basically. And if I, I really like the build, I'll play it. I'll do all the content more than once, type of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Now, this is unfair to put this expectation on Path of Exile. I mean, Last Epoch, obviously, because, you know, like Path of Exile has a lot of endgame after years and years of work, and they've done a very good job recently with the Atlas Passive Tree to make it feel worth doing a great, lot of those yeah. different kind of content. Uh, we don't have that in Ellie. I think, like I said, I think. I think my problem, and I'm sure everyone who's ever played Diablo 3 and Push Paragon can agree with me, or Push Delve, infinite scalability is not fun as a concept. Like, there there are some ways where it could be fun, but I think in an RPG where you have limited amounts of gear and all that and what you can do, I think infinite scalability leads to just not having fun. And that's what I see from everyone I've ever known that pushes like a thousand corruption. Like I, I did too with Cold Out Werebear. Like uh, it was like it's like a few patches ago. It was not fun. It was not fun. It was a I'm doing it because I'm doing it. It was not a I'm having fun while I'm up here kind of moment. So my question to the devs at that point is, why does it exist? Why do we have it then? Right. Go ahead, Templates. I was going to say, well, earlier you mentioned you have a friend that you know that likes to do that, right? Or does yeah, he not, well, does he just well, not like to do it? So he likes to push his characters and play one character and refine it to the end game. But the problem is, in the current game, the difficulty, you know, there's not much to do other than push corruption, right? So he's kind of forced to push corruption to push the limits of his build. If there are other ways to push the limits of his build, like in Path of Exile, right, with Uber Boss and stuff like that, then it probably would be fine. It's just since it's a corruption system, there is no end. There's So, so my counterpoint, or what I'm thinking at least, is mm-hmm. right now your hardest content outside of corruption is like T4 Jolra? Is that correct to think? Or? T4 Bosses, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like the three T4 bosses, they like kind of interchange in terms of difficulty depending on what you're playing. Okay. Well, what, what I'm thinking is if you if you put a cap there, mm-hmm. your friend, he might make builds that are just better than that cap. Yeah. And then he's just he's just like, well, where was my grind? Where's my push? I I, I could have pushed more, but the cap's there. Like, I think yeah. the, the, the outlier is the guy who wants to keep pushing his character. And yeah. You how how are you gonna guess what the cap should be in terms of like you might think oh this is probably the best people can do but you're gonna find somebody who's gonna do better than that yeah. and so it's like I don't know I feel like it'd be a hard thing to judge to say I think like do I you want one thousand corruption to be the cap or like a thousand waves mm-hmm. in the arena what if it was like a hard so, stop I like the current system it's fine like I like the corruption where you get the base more the base rarity and all that. My problem is, is the modifiers specifically, right? Like if the modifiers weren't as 
broke back mountain as they currently are like with the increased void enemy i have no idea what that means <laughs> it's okay you don't need to what the fuck? Uh, like if those modifiers weren't as ridiculous right like if they had a cap so like for instance you know how like crit avoid has a cap barry yeah like, 100 like sure like i think when you push corruption i think it's fine for the base to push up right you have like 400 percent more health and damage right but when you choose a modifier it shouldn't make it feel like as though you're at 2,000 corruption with just one it's, modifier. It's a common complaint from people like Lizard, who spent a lot of time talking about Last Epoch as well. It's like 1,000 corruption could feel like 200 corruption, depending on what the modifiers are. The modifiers are way more important than what corruption you're at. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I agree. It's this, the system in place. Balancing the modifiers and actually setting a cap. Well... Not not only balancing the modifiers, but we also talk about this a lot, like more interesting modifiers. Like in Path of Exile, they have a lot more in the terms of that, like when it comes to map mods, right? Like obviously it's, they have reflect. It's not just models. damage health, damage health, damage health, damage health. Yeah. Listen, I'm 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 the outlier here. I would love to see this area is infested by diamond matrons. And it I, only lasts for one too. echo. I would I think that'd be so much fun. It'd be great. <laughs> Well, Diamond Matron's a bad monster or easy monster. Sure, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you guys are saying things I don't know, man. What the oh, sorry. I, I, mean, I didn't, I didn't okay. hear your question. You'll... Diamond Matron is a, is a monster that everybody hates. It's completely overtuned. It heals to full, has a damage reduction aura, uh, so... has huge AoE damage, has a huge AoE uh, melee tag as well. Uh, so if you have like a boss in the Echo, odds are the diamond matron will be way more significantly annoying than the boss and the echo. Like, like the diamond matron <laughs> should be the boss, right? It's like arc nemesis, but oh, well, all right. So, I shouldn't say so, that. <laughs> so sometimes I, I'm pretty sure it's a bug with monster generation. I, I, I think it still exists, but it's also hilarious. Um, I guess I haven't seen it in a while, so maybe it is fixed, but there used to be a bug with monster generation. So like it was supposed to be like a lesser monster would spawn in the echo and then like a greater monster would spawn in the echo. Like the greater monster would be like less common. But there's a couple of monsters. You probably know them like profane fleshes. They're like these like chunky boys that walk around with like a stone over their head or like they're yeah. dragging a stone behind them or the it's diamond sweet. matron. Yeah. The diamond matron has like the nuclear laser that comes down from space. Um, there's a couple of monsters like that. And like, so, yeah, like one of those. Um, so that's a big snake. Yeah, big snake. Big snake. Okay, big snake lady. That, the thing is, my first experience with an empowered monolith with my crappy fire aura build was <laughs> a map that had like 50 of those big snakes. Yeah, okay. Good. I'm, I'm glad the bug still exists. My build <laughs> oh, There's actually a bug parry. If you didn't know, on specific monolith maps, diamond matrons and rares will spawn in pairs. It's amazing. I love it. Like, right, you can so... literally see them, like, in each other. <laughs> like, they literally spawn in each other. It's great. So, so profane fleshes are super tanky monsters, and, like, they have, like, their AoE attacks as well, and they don't count as rares, and they don't count as uniques, which turns off some builds, because some builds get more damage against rares and uniques, but they never count as rares and uniques. So, like, every once in a while, you get an echo that has, like, a hundred profane fleshes, or, like, a hundred diamond matrons in it. Just, like, way spookier than anything else in the game and i love it I, I they should fix that bug but that should be a modifier like this area is infested by fucked up monsters one out of one it only lasts for one map i would yeah. love that 
that I, that happening to me on my first empowered egg monolith just made me think my build wasn't even good enough for doing like, i mean you're playing fire aura but it was technically <laughs> i could do the empowered monolith so basically what happened is i was like oh i can't do empowered models at all this is way too hard so i went back to doing regulars and then somebody else <laughs> was like, oh you probably can do empowered and i did and i did empowered again and sure. i can do them fine yeah just that one map that had freaking all those giga snakes I've... and i got Stopped. Speaking yeah. speaking of modifiers being more important than the corruption itself, this is something that I've heard from a couple new players, Dread, and I'm sure you've heard this as well. And that is people who just start doing empowered monoliths, people like Lance, and they're like, My build sucks. I don't know what happened. Please help me fix my build. And like you look at their build, you look through the planner, and like everything looks fine here. And it's like, you know what? I've got a bad I, I got a bad feeling about this. Take a screenshot for me. What are the echo modifiers that you have active right now? when you died to send me a screenshot like damage 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 it's like you're gonna die you put so much damage on this monster so, actually that brings that brings a good point that i want to talk about real quick before we end the podcast right so currently there is a new meta when it comes to farming monoliths that me and a lot of other people have been developing oh i would love to hear so, this so currently so back in the day loading screens were a pain in the butt. You load into a monolith, it takes forever, right? Now, the way it works is you do all the loading beforehand and then you go into the monolith. And then if you TP out, instant, right? Now, what is that? What, what that has caused is it actually makes you want to actually curate your monoliths. Like, for instance, I'm playing a build like that, one punch paladin build, right? I really hate gate monos. I hate the gate ones for that build because like I have to wait six seconds to do anything, right? I like bosses because I just one tap them, monos over, right? So what I would do is when I Oh, do you leave immediately? Mm-hmm. Oh my I see god. The objective, I see the monolith modifiers. It is significantly faster on some builds. You so just for leave other builds. Yeah. Some other builds, right? If I see like three diamond matrons. <laughs> leave if i see like three profane fleshes leave it doesn't matter it literally doesn't matter they have literally built in a way to that's hilarious and also as well there's a reddit post recently as well you don't have to do the long load time the second time you go into the same map oh no you do but it's not a long load time it's like maybe 10 seconds it's not long it's kind of long but keep going it's not longer than trying to chase a diamond matron yeah, that has like 50 percent increased movement speed now so there's actually something that was recently made a reddit post i'm trying to find it here it is control your monos i'm going to link it in chat here there is a way to curate what modifiers stays on your monos and what does not stay on your monos. If you want to, you can take a few modifiers and keep those modifiers currently. It is a thing what, you can do. What, what do you mean like modifiers? Like enemies so, dodge or something? You know how like you go into a mono, you look at the modifier that you get from that mono. Do you want it? Keep it. Do you not want it? You do like this little trick. You don't have it, but you move on. So the way it works is right before you finish the monolith, right? You know, the objective, you open a portal, right? And that portal stays open. You finish the objective. Then you have two portals you can go through. The, the one blue that and the green. Mon the blue and the green. You go in one, it keeps the monolith modifier. You go in the other, it does not. And you can essentially give up the reward, but still progress 
without taking that modifier. So, oh, hold on, hold on. Let me let me give you an example. All right, so I've got I've got a a bunch of unintended. I've got a bunch of normal modifiers that I'm happy with, but I'm playing in hardcore, and Mm. I really want to progress past this one node. Yep. But that one node has monsters deal elemental damage on it, which is a very spooky modifier to me. You only so, need to do one mono with it. So I, it. I, I, I open the, I get to the go boss. Go into the monolith. Yeah, go, yep, go in the, the monolith. Open a portal I, beforehand. Before open the, yeah, and then finish it, and then go through the blue portal. Yep. And you huh. can skip that modifier. You'll wow. finish the monolith. You're good to go. That Reddit post that I just, yeah. Yeah, I it's just been on Reddit for a while. Post. You like it's I can been read. For a day. It's been for a day. I can't. Now <laughs> it it is it is ridiculous. It will get patched out. And but the problem is what I'm trying to say here is if your endgame system encourages you to save scum, mm-hmm. it's not good. <laughs> like, I, I, like yeah, if yeah. I go into a monolith and I see three diamond matrons as my objective and I leave, and it's faster to leave and go back into the mono and re-roll the objective, that's terrible. Either make the objectives always the same one, which would still suck, but still. But either that or rebalance the objectives, so that's not like we want. Mm-hmm. But right now, safe scumming is built into the game currently. I don't, I don't know if I would agree. Because oh, like your point your point for, like you, you said you'd skip the gate monos with your character because your character's yeah. optimized for one shot, one tab bossing. Yeah. I think the variety is good because it points out the weakness in your build. It says, hey, yeah. this build you specialized, now you got to sit in well, the grave. I'm fine with that one. I'm fine with that one. I'm talking about the, the one I just posted. The, yeah, the, the, yeah, the agreed. The model with modifiers. That one's I the think, egregious one. I think that's just, you're just, that's just bug abusing the cheese to get around. It's not bug, it's unintended, but still. But you give up like, the loot. Yeah, but like if Which it's might just matter. idols or like, yeah. Like, mm. who wants Critivoid for five monos straight, you know? Like, just deal with it. If your build's good, you deal with it. I know, but w- what I'm trying to say is, like, the, currently, it's not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think that's just a matter of... It does sound like fishing, right? players optimize, and they play mm-hmm. for efficiency, and you're just... Mm-hmm. I don't yep. think that makes the system bad. You, well, you're using something yeah. that is a trick to get around it that's probably going to get patched out. They don't want mm-hmm. to yeah. be in the system. Yeah. Like, well, easily they could make it so that when you go into a monolith, you get the same objective every single time. That would yes. be the first thing. Instead of randomize every single time, that would be the first thing. Of course, fix the, the fishing thing as well. And that would fix the problems. It'd be just like it was. But the thing is, I think it existed before. It's just we never did it because the loading screens were so long. Interesting. Interesting, interesting downside of the loading screen wasn't worth the <laughs> fishing for a good objective the loading screen i like having having the front loaded loading screens where like everything so takes 10 seconds at the beginning but zero seconds at the end i kind of like it like leaving an echo and like not even getting a loading screen just like instantaneous it feels really good yeah i'll i'll, I'll be the first one to say i've been abusing the heck out of it because i found wow. it out like on the first day wow i've used it you can put the you know put the you know put me in jail but it was it was very it, it increased my enjoyment of the game significantly so i don't know how i feel about it but you gave up loot i don't know 
No, I no, hear no, 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 no. This one doesn't give up loot because if you leave the mono early, you don't give up the loot. You just oh, leave that thing. Yeah, yeah. I hear, yeah. I hear, I hear, I hear yeah. that. That thing. That thing. I'm unsure about. Obviously, the control your modifiers one that needs to get fixed, right? Yeah. But I'm talking about the the fishing objectives. That one is like I'm still. I don't know how I feel about that. I hear you. It's good and bad. You still have to spend time to reload yeah. the new zone mm-hmm. each time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You fish for lower. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, you can fish the okay the the enemies in the monolith. You can fish for those too. I see right. a diamond matron. Done. I, man, I enjoy killing diamond matrons. I do too. I I, I, I don't. I, like, why I it depends on the bill. <laughs> <laughs> but, but right, like I we... said, if I see an objective that says three diamond matrons and I have the rare enemies are fast one after without being. But approached, that's hilarious. Right? They're so fast. It is hilarious, but they're annoying. <laughs> we, oh, uh... According to that post, you still get the loot. Oh, yeah, that is so broken. Jeez. All right. Then it's got to go. Got it. Perfect. Yeah, that, that's we, broken. We are over an hour. It's been excellent so far. As we wrap up here. Dread and Lance, is there anything else on your mind? Maybe maybe time for one more topic, if you got something out there? Go ahead, Mr. Lance. I'll let uh, you go first. Oh, put me on the spot, because you don't have an idea. You know I don't have one either. Oh, oh, I have an idea. <laughs> Perry knows a damn good and well that I have plenty of things I could talk about. <laughs> Do you have things that aren't just you complaining? Um, yeah. Hmm. I guess so... Ooh. Uh, I'm drawing a lot of blanks. I got nothing. Okay, <laughs> Let's okay. talk about the swipe buffs, Perry. The holy I, swipe. We're buffs. not. We're not going to talk about the swipe buffs. Oh, I'm glad. No. I'm glad that your claw totem is doing well. I'm glad that claw well, swipe bad, AOE. But yeah, great melee melee playable. <laughs> How about this? How about this? Last topic because I want to involve Lance here. Lance, I know you still got a little bit of time before Path of Exile spins back up with the next uh, the M M&M and M league that's coming up. Do you have any sweet items or ideas that have inspired you to play another build in Last Epoch? So you forget talking about the Doom mechanic and you're saying no one builds Doom. That that, that I can't me. wait to debate you into playing Doom. You're gonna when love I, it. When I hear when I hear that no one else is doing this thing, that's like no oh, one oh, else does it. <laughs> there might be something good under there. You want to know why no one else does it, Lance? You know how like oh, it's don't you? No, I'm well, gonna mute you. Hold on. One mechanic. There's Wait, one hold mechanic. on. Uh, there we go. Yeah, Lance, tell me more about the Doom build that you want to play. Okay. I want I want so, more details about this. I'm not even, I'm not necessarily gonna play this, but I was thinking you were you were you were talking about basically how the main thing you need is a big multiplier. Yeah, generic more multipliers. Yeah. Well, I don't know what the biggest multiplier is, but I've been seeing that Judgment has a really big multiplier. And I was thinking, what if I just get a really big slam and hit him with a lot of doom and maybe it'll be good. Maybe. Yeah, okay, okay. No, I I can't wait to see you hash that idea out. That's going to be great. I'm not committing to anything, okay? I'm not committing to anything. That's no, just... you, you just pop open Last Epoch Tools. You pop open Game. You do some testing against the dummy. It's Die. science. It's, that's the fun part of the game. Uh, <laughs> can, can I tell him about the, the problem? Uh, which one? But go ahead. Okay. You know how in Path of Exile, you know how like when you apply an ailment, like a bleed, and then you apply another ailment, and that bleed is smaller than the other one, right? And the bigger one... It doesn't work like that in Last Epoch. It goes by, it goes by when you applied it. So, for instance, Doom has four stacks, right? You so apply one big, big Doom stack, big Doom, and then I override it. You mm-hmm. cannot touch the target. 
It's great. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> so if I wanted to use another skill to buff up my multiplier, I can't do that, basically. Yeah, have fun okay. with the surgical... You gotta buff yourself. You uh, can't hit the enemy. That makes yeah, sense. You have to be very careful. How many multipliers am I going to lose on judgment? How, how, no, how no, judgment's fine. It's just you're going to lose reversal, like one of the best dot multipliers in the game, because you're going to do judgment, apply reversal. There you go. That's two dooms out of the way already. Right? It's, like, it's just don't use reversal. It's fine. That's <laughs> that skill can't be that good. Just don't use it. Dots? Yes. Just it, Perry, sure, it it, there's no the, way Perry, that it's the best skill in the game. Perry, it surely gives like 180 percent more damage with the increased damage taken. Of course, it's good. It surely, and it, it, it's not. It doesn't also give you movement speed and attack and cast speed and fixes and all your mana the problems mana problem that you were about to have. What if? What if I only <laughs> apply one doom per hit? Reversal hits. No, you can apply two. You can apply two. Well, you can get enough doom chance to apply to. If I am playing around the fact I'm going to delete my first hit anyway, yeah. I hit the enemy once for one doom stack, I yeah. reverse it for three, and then yeah. I hit him one more time for two big doom stacks. That sounds, that sounds like your brain is growing as you discuss this. I love it. I can't wait to see it. That, that should work, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I think, I think we broke it. <laughs> <laughs> just, don't, just don't hit for two doom. But then it's like, if I just hit for do two doom stacks, why don't I just reversal first and then hit him once? I don't know. Then Ooh, I get no then you don't get the now we're bit. on to something. <laughs> I hit him once. I accept the fact I'm gonna lose the doom stacks. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds like a my kind of build already. I, I'm I'm into it. I don't need to invest into hitting doom twice. I just need to hit one doom, and maybe I don't need the axe. <laughs> and I can get a, I can get another weapon for scaling it better. Maybe. No, you want the axe. <laughs> How much? Uh, how much doom chance is there? There's like freaking like thirty percent. You can get up to two hundred percent, I believe. I think I think I it's a clean two hundred, yeah. yeah. So that like, means I can get hundred percent without the axe. I just I have two freaking rings. I got the boots. Is there something else? There's got to be something else. Yeah, well, it also gets penetration with doom, which is probably very important. Yeah, yeah, the rings are, and they get LP easily because you. No, can the axe sure. gives like a hundred percent plus or something. It, I think it's, uh, I think it's just hundred for the axe. Wait, the axe gives hundred pen. Yes. Oh, sorry, no, no, no. Does it give 100 pen? It gives 50%. Oh, no, no. It gives 50% doom duration and 50% pen. There That's you what go. It does. And those are both kind of good. Hmm. Yeah. So mm. I probably need to get this thing. Duration's <laughs> really good. The wheels in his head. God, what? This is like the perfect topic to end the podcast on. Oh, it makes me so happy. Lance, thank you so <laughs> much for taking time. Thank you so much for taking time out of your evening to join us here on the podcast. I really appreciate that. Where, where can people find you if they're looking for more of your content? Uh, just twitch.tv slash CaptainLance9 or youtube.com slash CaptainLance9. And I can't wait to see the next Doom build. That'll be the next YouTube video up, right? I'm committing to nothing. All right. And also find them in the nearest casino. <laughs> <laughs> Dread, thank you for being here as well. Love having my co-host for the Epic Epoch podcast. This has been episode 24. I'm going to go play some more games because I'm hooked on Last Epoch right now. having a good time. Gentlemen, I'll see you later. And chat, we'll see you next time.